As we stand, let's bow our heads to pray. So now may I speak, and may we hear, in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please sit down. Well, once again, it's very good to be with you for this special occasion this afternoon. I want to speak in particular uh, to the candidates as we're about to come to their baptism and confirmation, but also to each and every one of us here today, where, wherever we've come from, wherever we're at in terms of our journey of faith. And I want to refer especially to that reading we've just heard uh, from Luke chapter 4. It's often referred to as the Nazareth Manifesto. And that this particular manifesto is probably a little more reliable than stuff of the, some of the stuff that's around out there at the moment in politicians' manifestos. My goodness me, by the end of the service today, we might have had our third new prime minister before the end of the afternoon. <laughs> this manifesto was Jesus' first public speech. He came to the synagogue in his hometown. Some of you have grown up here in Sidcup. He's come home to his hometown and he stands up to speak and he reads from the prophet Isaiah, wonderful prophet of the Old Testament, about what God is doing and will do. I want to pick up three things from that reading from Luke, three things about Jesus and three things for us, especially for those of you being confirmed today. That reading begins with, with these words. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. This is the start of Jesus' public ministry. Earlier on in Luke's Gospel, we've heard the story of his birth We've heard the story of his baptism by John the Baptist, but now he starts out on the public stage. If there'd been Twitter, it would have been all over it. If it had the, the, the newspapers, it would have been the headline news. This prophet speaking about what God is doing and is going to do in and through him. But it starts with these words. Jesus says, the Holy Spirit is upon me because God has anointed me. He claims those words of the prophet Isaiah from 800 years before and applies them to himself. The crucial thing for us to understand is this. Not only that Isaiah was speaking of the coming of God's Messiah, the, the one who would act on behalf of God and, and save his people Israel, but above all, that even Jesus would not do this in his own strength, but only by the gift and power and help of the Holy Spirit. The, the Spirit is up, of the Lord is upon me because God has anointed me. Even Jesus didn't do what he did in his own strength, but only by the power and help of God's Spirit. Just hold on to and remember that. That's the first thing about Jesus' words here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because God has anointed me. But then the question is, well, why? What for? Was this to give him some kind of wonderful spiritual experience? No. 
he goes on to say, the prophet Isaiah goes on to say of what God will do through him to bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to the captive and sight to the blind. Jesus is saying that he was anointed by God's spirit to do God's work to do God's work, equipping him to serve and to fulfill the commission that God had given to him, to preach, to heal, to teach, and ultimately, of course, in Jesus' case, to be our saviour. At the end of those three years of public ministry, Jesus would come to Jerusalem and he would die for our sakes upon the cross. He would rise again from the grave, ascend into heaven to the Father's right hand, and send the Spirit to his people. What was it for? To bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captives free and restore sight to the blind. Jesus, in other words, from that day on, was proclaiming and demonstrating and enacting, making real and visible the love of God, the reign of God, the kingdom of God. What was it for? To equip Jesus for all that lay ahead, that he could do God's work of salvation, of bringing healing and wholeness to broken hearts and lives and to a broken and hurting world. That's the second thing. What was it for to bring good news, to demonstrate and reveal the love of God? And then there's the end of the story, those strange words that we heard at the end of the reading that John gave us a moment ago. And actually the story goes on a little bit further and it gets even worse. He starts to say to the people of Nazareth, look, you really don't get it, do you? You're just like your forebears before you. You can't recognize when God is doing something amongst you. You're, you're deaf to hear and blind to see. They start looking a bit uppity. They're a bit offended. And actually, it gets so bad that they threaten to throw Jesus over a cliff outside the synagogue. But amazingly, he walks through and goes on his way. The reading tells us that all spoke well of him at the start until his message began to challenge them, to upset them, to, to question the status quo, and to call them to have a new understanding of what God was doing. And once he upset them a little bit, they didn't like it. They turned against him. They threatened to chuck him off. I don't think there's any cliffs around here today. We've got a few of them up in Yorkshire where we used to live. The point is this. While Jesus said the things they wanted to hear, they were happy. Once he began to challenge them and to push them to think afresh about their understanding of God and what God was expecting of them, then things turned a bit nasty and difficult. This was a foretaste of the opposition that Jesus would face. The opposition which would lead finally to his death on the cross. In other words, even for Jesus, things weren't always easy. So three things, three things from this reading about Jesus, but then what about us and those same three 
anointing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because God has anointed me. And the Holy Spirit is also upon us. God has anointed us. God gifts the the Holy Spirit to all who are followers and friends of Jesus. And that is the heart of the confirmation service. So later on, I will place my hands on your shoulders and I will say to each one of you, God has called you by name and made you his own. That's God's yes to you. And then I will anoint you on your forehead with oil, which is a sign and symbol of the Holy Spirit. And then I'll lay my hands on your head and pray, confirm, O Lord, strengthen, O Lord, your servant with your Holy Spirit. You see, the Christian life is not one we can live in our own strength, but only in God's strength and with the power of the Holy Spirit. But the wonderful good news is that is what God wants to give us, the gift of his Spirit to strengthen us, to help us to live for Jesus in our daily lives. The Holy Spirit is upon us and will be upon you today and is available to each and every one of us to strengthen us in our daily lives. But why? What for? Is that just so we can have a warm, cozy feeling inside when all the world around us is going pretty crazy? Well, no, it's more than that. The gift of the Holy Spirit is to enable us to serve, to make a difference, to proclaim and to demonstrate and to show to others the love of God in Jesus. Each one of us, each one of you, from the youngest to the oldest here today, is called on to make a difference in the world in which we live, to make a difference to the lives of others by bringing the reality of Jesus' love to them. And that could be with a kind word, or it could be helping in a food bank, could be campaigning to save the beautiful planet on which we live. God calls each one of us to make a difference for the sake of his kingdom. That's why he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. God has a purpose for each one of us, for each one of you to fulfill in your lives. And the final thing is this, just as for Jesus, it won't always be easy. It's a wonderful celebration today. It's great to be surrounded by family and friends. We're going to have some lovely tea and cakes and all sorts of things afterwards. It's a bit of a party. That's fantastic. But there may be opposition if you stand up and speak up as a Christian. If you say, I'm a follower of Jesus, some people will look at you strangely. Some people will challenge what you say. That opposition might be tomorrow at school or tomorrow at work or a week or two down the road. Who knows? But it's always been that way. It was that way for Jesus. It was that way for the first Christians. After Jesus died and rose again, it's always been that way. And that's why we need each other. That's why coming together Sunday by Sunday or in the small groups in which we meet is, is so important because we can help and support one another to keep going when times are tough. That may be stuff happening in our own lives or stuff other people are saying and doing. But the important thing for us to remember, for you to remember as you're being confirmed today and in the weeks and years ahead, is that we are never on our own. Jesus has promised to be with us 
always. And the Holy Spirit is within us always. So, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring good news to the poor. And even when things are stuck, are tough. Jesus is with us always, whatever life may bring. Are you ready? Are you ready? Then let's get on with it. Amen. Amen.